welcome to Everything Must Go. I'm Brandon, and with me as always is Stephen. Before we dive into our topic of discussion, we'd like to start off by painting a picture that might describe the purpose of this podcast. Stephen and I have been close friends for quite some time now, but a unique quality about our friendship is the depth in which our dialogue takes us. Whether it's therapeutic or motivational, each of us walk away from our conversations with growth in what we believe are areas of life that contain substance. Essentially, this podcast is designed to do that very thing, but with you. The goal is to be honest and introspective through a variety of different topics of discussion. Hopefully, by the end, we'll all walk away with something to gain. Uh, Today, we wanted to discuss the concept of living life to the fullest. Um, And when you hear that phrase, Stephen, live life to the fullest, what does it mean to you personally? And I guess, how do you apply it to your journey like through life? So personally, living life to the fullest to me is when I wake up every day, kind of what, what keeps me motivated, what keeps me going so that at the end of my life, I want to make sure that I did all the things that I, I said I would do, that I wanted to do, and that I have no regrets when I look back. Yeah. So you think that, I mean, do you have some specific things? Because you, you said, like, you, do you have a checklist for, like, when you get to the end of your life, I better have accomplished these things? Yeah, so, you know, growing up, you you watch things, and I remember uh, watching Power Rangers, just as an example, as a kid, I'll watch it, and I was like, wow, these are, um, these are cool journeys that these guys are going on, and I was, yeah. I was like, I want to go on adventures, too, with my life, so to me, adventures obviously isn't fighting giant monsters, it's more like, <laughs> I want to go... I want to go to California. I want to see where they make TV right. shows. I want to see where they make movies. Because as a kid, I would, I would watch that kind of stuff, and I would be inspired. And that was sort of what got me. Um, that was like my first real interest was TV shows and and um, yeah, adventures. following those journeys. Yeah, so I've... yeah, go ahead. Go on. Oh, so I was just gonna say. Um, as you go on in life, I feel like you, you see different things and you, you see experiences that people have. And when it sparks your curiosity, you want to feel like you did those types of things. Because when someone says, wow, I had a great time visiting Asia, then you kind of you hear it and you're like, wow, I wonder if they had such a great experience. Maybe it's something that I should see because they got some sort of fulfillment out of it. So maybe it can do the same for me. One thing I've always like respected about you too is I can tell that that is something that drives you because I mean we met at University of Tennessee Knoxville which I mean you're from Ohio so that was a big move and the fact that you you did that move on your own because I, I moved to Tennessee with my family in high school so it wasn't like an adventure that I went on on my own it was I was forced to to take that trip so I mean, th- those kind of moves, like from Ohio to Tennessee, and then, you know, you're in Chicago now, like, is it specifically just like going to different places for you that, that you think drives out the sense of fulfillment? Or is there something specific you're looking for in going to those places? So I think it's sort of a philosophy that I have is everybody kind of goes through the motions from day to day. Like there are some basic things that everyone has to do with their life. They, yeah. you, you, you have to survive, you have to do this, you have to do that. However, every, anytime you kind of step outside of your routine, you sort of create like an alternate path in your life. So for me, living in Ohio for the first 18 years of my life, I was always doing the same basic things. I kind of stayed in my, in my area. I had the same kind of friends. I was bound to gravitate towards people who were similar to me. So yeah. I always felt like um, I had a lot of friends who were similar backgrounds as me. Um, and it was hard for me to really gather different perspectives on things because I was just surrounding myself with a bunch of like-minded people, which sounds great in theory. However... I didn't feel personally that I was able to have a really intelligent conversation on certain topics because I didn't have access to the information because I was living within my own bubble. So to me, that that sense of finding a fulfillment was I got to get out of here where I'm so comfortable and just move somewhere where I'm extremely uncomfortable, where I don't know anyone, learn to adapt. Then I'll be able to relate to more people who have 
who have tried to adapt to new environments. I'll know what it's like to be in a different part of the, the country. And to me, learning to gather perspectives is really important towards finding my personal fulfillment. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you figured that out pretty early? Like, when do you remember first being like, you know, having that mindset of I'm kind of in this bubble and I, I, I'm, I'm yearning for something outside of it? When do you fir- feel like you first had that? So there was always like little, little parts in my life where I would have that. And it, it, it started when I played baseball because as I traveled to different parts of Ohio, I would notice, you know, we'd face some of the lower income areas. We would face some of the like really, really nice areas. We, we, we would go to just different parts of just within the state. And the backgrounds of these people would be different than maybe where I grew up. And from that, I was able to see, wow, like there's so much diversity in just this region Imagine if I were to step outside even further and and see what else was out there. So that's sort of what started to spark the initial curiosity. That and as yeah. I had stated before, seeing things on TV, like seeing different countries, different cities that I'd had no comprehension. Like I'll, I'll give another example. I had a neighbor growing up who was um, their family was from England, and I didn't understand why they sounded so much different than me. So I remember yeah. asking my mom. Um, What's uh what's the deal with the with uh with these people? My mom was like, "Oh, you know, England is like the United States. They just talk differently." <laughs> 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 and to me as a kid, I was just like, "Oh, okay, that's what that's what it's like." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what what about um what about from you? What was um what keeps you feeling fulfilled day in and day out? What does it mean to you? Well, I, I think for me, what I've I've really realized as I've gotten older, um, that it's kind of ever changing, because we, I mean, I think at our core, a lot of us stay the same, but there's parts that we kind of chip away, and and my thing is, like this adventure that you're talking about, it that stuff is an exploration, to kind of find out who we are, and and so. I'm so appreciative, you know, you were talking about with, with, uh, seeing these like lower income places that were still in Ohio, but it was just different than where you were from. I got a huge culture shock because I was a sophomore in high school, had lived in Minnesota my whole life. And I moved to Tennessee, uh, which is in the Bible belts, super conservative, just a lot different than Minnesota. And that first year I lived there, it was tough. Like it was people didn't understand my sense of humor. I talked too fast. My accent was funny, just like all this stuff. But I, looking back on it now, I am so grateful that my family made that decision because there was this, this aspect of, holy crap, there's this whole world out there and things aren't exactly the way that I thought they were based on my own bubble. And so I started to figure out you know, I had been an athlete my whole life growing up. Um, I mean, I was always kind of theatrical and I, I did plays here and there and I liked to sing and stuff, but moving to Tennessee where everybody and their mom is a musician was like, oh, this is kind of encouraging. I can maybe explore this avenue a little bit. And then also to, that was the first time I like learned how to play a song on the piano and I played in a talent show and I got some attention from it. And I was like, holy crap, maybe this is a legitimate thing that I can try and do. And so, um, but that was all this process of learning what it meant, like what things fulfilled me as a person. And like through, through that music aspect, I figured out, I love I love playing music. I love singing. I love writing music. Um, I do like pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, like that move from Minnesota to Tennessee was. And I don't necessarily think that it always has to be you have to move somewhere different, but I think that that definitely is something that allows you to just see the world in a different light because places are, even within America, are, are a lot different. And... Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's an ever-changing concept for me personally. Um, I mean, is there anything, I guess for you, do you have anything like that uh, in your time of figuring out what fulfills you or motivates you like music was for me, where it just was the specific thing that you kind of learned when you went to a new area or something that you loved? Yeah, so growing up, 
I always played sports. However, I've always been a very like creative person. I've always been interested in music and acting, and I, I I've been making videos since I was in sixth grade because I I always always just love doing that. But yeah. I my my friends they were they were creative. They were into some creative things, but I always just wanted to do it like more and more. But I never felt like that was kind of what my friends did a lot of, and I. As a kid, I was more apprehensive to do things. I was definitely more timid and didn't push myself as hard. So when I moved to Tennessee, to me, that was a, a proof to myself. Like, I, I can sort of now uh, evaluate everything differently than I was before. And yeah. if I could be someone differently. So nobody knows that I'm uncomfortable with this stuff. So I might as well just act like I'm fine with it and see what happens. Right. So I remember... When I I started just volunteering at the uh, TV station at Tennessee, and I eventually got onto Hot Topics, which was this just like talk show thing, and I, I liked it a lot. And then I auditioned for a short films uh, on the campus, and it was really awkward for me to go to an audition because I didn't know anything. I just kind of showed up, and yeah, when I when people were like, "Oh yeah, that was good," and then I got in the videos I was and I loved it I had realized wow I wish I would have done this so much earlier but because I had surrounded myself in a environment that I didn't feel comfortable to do that stuff slash I wasn't mature or I was just too timid to push myself I wasn't independent enough that it was yeah. amazing to actually see the results once I changed that and I, I do think that environment and just growing up, just kind of pushing yourself, you can change certain aspects of yourself, like timidness. I don't think that timidness is something that stays with you forever. I think you can change, you can, you can develop it. It's like a muscle. Well, I think the point that you just kind of mentioned really sticks with me is when you don't have that independence, you get kind of molded by the environment that you're around growing up. I mean, our brains aren't fully developed. You know, our parents run our lives. Like, you know, a lot of things just get molded. So you grew up with all these athletes and, oh, that's just the normal thing. I don't really do anything else. I mean, you were making videos, you said, but, and that's kind of how it was for me too. Like, I was a football player, a basketball player, a baseball player. I mean, I really liked plays, but it wasn't like, that was that, that wasn't what my dad did growing up or my mom did like they were athletes and so it was like oh well i just should be an athlete and so i think there's something super important about getting out of breaking out of that nest and you know that little bubble of home and then i really respect what you said about just like you put yourself in these kind of vulnerable states i mean luckily no one knew you so i mean I met you when you first moved to Tennessee. I couldn't have told you that, like, to me, you going into TV stuff was always what you liked to do because that was what I was seeing you doing. Um, but it's, to hear that now, I mean, that takes a lot of courage, but it also, you kind of found within yourself that this is something that was kind of in you all along and now you wish you had been doing it this whole time. And uh, that's one thing, like, not to get off into, like, when I have kids or... <laughs> go too crazy no, no, that, go, but... go for it <laughs> well all i just it. like i've thought about it and like having a kid i want to work really hard to understand their personality as they start to develop and I, I think a lot of it will probably be imitating me and they'll also have my genes so but just so maybe we can try to you know me and the mother or whatever can try to figure out really what makes this kid happy because I didn't really figure out that, like, I probably would have rather been doing, like, plays and music in high school and stuff like that. But I'd, I'd always done, like, football and baseball and all this stuff. And so I wasn't going to stop that. And it, was, it felt like pressure. It was like, man, if I quit football and I do a play, you know, like, are people going to think I'm a... A, a bitch. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's exactly the thought that I had. And back then, that stuff really mattered. Like in high school and in middle school, yeah. you didn't want people to think that you were that you were soft. Like that right. was that was actually like a big deal. Like nowadays, I'm like, go ahead, call me soft. I don't even care. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like I I don't live. I don't. 
I don't regret the fact that I didn't do plays and stuff in high school because I was able to find that out organically once I started becoming more independent. Um, but I think to, to kind of hone it back in on, on living life to the fullest, I think there's a super important part of fulfillment that comes from making those discoveries. It's not necessarily just like waking up knowing exactly what you wanted to do and always doing that for your whole life. It's it, it's almost like I know some core things about myself. I'm going to explore certain avenues that I think could possibly fit within my personality and see if these things make me happy. And if they are a sustainable happy, I'm I'm fulfilling myself. I'm fulfilling what I should be doing. And there's something super beautiful about that, I think. Yeah, I think it's I think it's sometimes like blind fulfillment if you just at three years old, decide that you want to do something and then you just go towards that your entire life. Because I think for me, one of the biggest parts of my fulfillment is how I'm constantly adapting and evolving as I experience more things. I incorporate more things. Like I I had this perfect example recently of I've been doing so many comedy things that I had realized that comedy wasn't even my biggest passion. My passion has always been to to dive deep into things like really yeah. and like this kind of podcasting has always been where my passion has lied it's been in more like talk showy kind of things with a little yeah. bit of comedy thrown in there and i don't think i would have realized that had i not done some things at comedy places or done second city things and i think that it it, it does take the open-mindedness and exploration to find this kind of stuff out well i want to clarify one thing so there's that whole phrase of don't knock it till you try it. Um, I'm kind of against that phrase because I feel like some of the things within that phrase are glaringly obvious. Like I don't need to try heroin to know that that's not my thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I think there is a certain point of it where if you understand, I guess, the surface level of something, like for instance, you do like you're, you're a performer. And you also like, I mean, you're a funny guy, so you like doing things that kind of combine those things. Well, comedy is one of those things. And you have a certain comedic voice, so hey, let's try stand-up. You tried that and then figured out, actually, hey, this isn't really my thing. I mean, there's a little bit of it that I maybe like, but whatever. But that's, that's the don't knock it till you try it that I stand by. That's the like knowing yourself and then being like, you know what? Hey, this is something that could possibly be fulfilling for me, could possibly lead me down a path that I actually want to follow. And let's see where it takes me. And then if you don't like it, you could just hop off that path. It's it's that easy, you know, but to, to, to hold yourself back from even exploring that I think is, um, is kind of tragic because you never really get to learn yourself, learn who you are that way, you know? Yeah, I mean, you got to use a little bit of judgment on the things that you're going to try. But for everybody, pushing yourself a little bit further, I don't think it's ever hurting when it's it's no. it's something that you're looking for fulfillment in when it's already something that you enjoy and it's just kind of a branch off of something that you enjoy. And that's why for me, this was, I mean, this podcast is something that I enjoy a lot and I do want to explore down this path further. Well, so... I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on for like this kind of bullet point, but there's something that this kind of transitions into that I kind of want to ask you about. Are are you sure. good? Anything else you want to say? Sure. No. Or, okay. No, let's go through. So do you think there's a difference in the idea of living your life to the fullest and this whole like YOLO movement? You know, you know what I'm talking about? That you only live once thing and then it, it always turns into like, oh, let's just go party all the fucking time. Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely knew where you were going with this. And yes, there is a huge difference between these two. I mean, is it, it it's, it's no more obvious than um, if you do something that compromises your ability to be fulfilled, then yes. Yeah you've now done something that meant that YOLO was not the right idea for you. A perfect <laughs> example is doing a drug that kills you. Okay, well now that was it. YOLO, I guess, but you only do have one life to live, so my feeling is you might as well do the things that keep you safe. I think safety is something that should probably take a priority to, yeah. to a certain extent because if you want to actually do all the things that you want, 
you have to make some sort of sacrifices along the way of trying some things that could get you in, in trouble or, or take you off the, your, your path. How do you see it? Well, I actually have a specific example. So there's a person, like my first job, I think I, my, I worked at Dairy Queen and I worked with this girl. She, I think she was like, I was 18. I think she was like 16, 17 at the time. She was kind of a partier. Like, you knew she wasn't, like, super straight and narrow. She kind of, um, you know, <laughs> she explored other things. But I saw something that she posted one time because she went to one college. She ended up getting kicked out of that college because she, like, got a minor or a couple minors or something. And was just partying all the time. Then she went to another college and um, like failed her classes because she was partying all the time. And then she's like, oh shit, I need to get my act together. And she finally buckled down and said no to the going out and partying and then got her degree. And then she posts this huge thing about it and how like proud of herself she is. And so for those people that bring up this YOLO movement, some of me is like, I just feel like you're, I mean, yeah, maybe for like one night or something, that's one night a month, maybe. I, I don't I don't know what the boundaries on it are. Maybe that brings you an instant high that every once in a while you need. But I wonder if, if maybe you're taking it too far because there, there have got to be within your own desires for life and stuff. There have got to be things that you want to try to pursue and YOLO and this concept of getting drunk every night and, uh, you know, just only following distractions, not really following a, a path towards something of like substance. It's, I feel like it's just something that you're going to regret later on because it just distracted you from pursuing that thing you actually always wanted. Yeah, would you rather have you know one, t- one amazing year followed by four just awful years, just so yeah. that you can? I I I don't know. I maybe some some people might want that, but to me personally, if you're gonna stunt your ability to get get somewhere in five years, like if you have an idea of in five years I want to be here, and you do things that distract you from that, sure you might have great nights between now and then, but. I think that that can derail you from your happiness just as easily because you're not getting to the fulfilled place that you were trying to go to. So yes, there's, there is an element of YOLO that I can agree with, which is you can do some great things like YOLO, like skydiving. YOLO, you might as well skydive. However, yeah. when you skydive, you do run the risk of that parachute not deploying and then that's it. <laughs> and and I only say skydiving because that's always the one that people are like, dude, you got you got to go skydiving. One, I'm terrified of heights, and two, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have to go skydiving. I could just Did go you know through my life and never do it. No, have you? Yeah, I've been skydiving. It's it, scary as shit. Is it worth it? <laughs> Yolo. I mean, I'm scared of heights, but I did it. So actually, the worst part was just going up in the plane because it was like this old rickety plane and I felt like the plane itself was going to fall apart and then we were all just going to explode inside this freaking plane. But dude, YOLO. (laughs) And then the second scariest part was I was the first one to jump out of the plane. So uh, like we just get up to the edge and I'm just like looking over the edge of this plane at the ground that's so far beneath me and I'm just like, this is it. I lived a good life. I'm done. But once you're actually falling, it's it's really not that bad. You just feel like you're floating. Um, it's just all that anticipation up to that point that freaks the heck out of you. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean, so to kind of go back into the whole YOLO thing, I think if if we're centering YOLO around this idea of maybe doing reckless things, because that's kind of the context that it brings that stuff has to be moderated is is what i kind of feel like like you can't go skydiving every single day and like and still try to pursue your you know masters in uh kinesiology like you're i mean you have to focus on that something you what if skydiving every day does give you fulfillment 
<laughs> I don't think, I mean, maybe if that's what you want to do for a living is skydive. I don't know. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, that, that's the, the, like, I think that distractions are valuable at times, um, especially for people like me who can get really locked up in their own heads and, um, you know, just really drill things home. You know, sometimes that stuff actually hinders your self-growth as well. So having a distraction of maybe going out with some friends or um, whatever, but you can't you can't go the whole other way and just go out every single weekend to where you're up at three in the morning and then you got to go do this at you know eight in the morning, so you're getting five hours of sleep and then you're exhausted, so your brain doesn't function as well, and then oh it's the work week next week. Oh wait, I totally forgot that I wanted to write a song this past weekend and I didn't do it or you know, write an idea for this podcast, you know, it's just like, you're gonna, you got to moderate things in a sense that doesn't let it, uh, hinder your pursuit of that fulfillment. Cause, cause though things like skydiving, unless you want to be a skydiver, I don't feel like that's going to bring you an ultimate fulfillment. Those are fun things to do, but it's just not, it's not going to be, you know, the, the sustainable goal that you have. Um, and so overdoing it to distract yourself or whatever you're using it for is just, I guess, a hindrance to yourself. And that also, makes sense. Yeah. And I also think that like keeping in mind that it's not just drinking or drugs that could right. be the YOLO. It could be as simple as going to a concert and missing work, and then as a result, you got fired from your job, and then you spiraled into depression for six months. You didn't yeah. have money to pay for the things that you needed. Like there's, there's a lot of ways that YOLO could cause a lot of problems in your life. Right. Well, the YOLO thing, I mean, if we take it out of the context that it feels like it is, the YOLO thing is also what we talked about with the whole... Um, don't knock it till you try it thing. Like there is a certain thing of YOLO, like go explore things that you like. But if your YOLO, if your, you know, exploration is um, just distractions, just, just fun things that don't, that are kind of empty, you know, whether it's partying or, or um, just drinking or doing drugs, you know, that stuff, eventually you're going to have to stop that. So, it's like, why, why are you procrastinating, you know, making that journey towards the things that actually fulfill you? Um, cause I, cause I feel like that happened. I don't know if you have experienced this with people in your life. I've had that with people in my life where it's just like, they don't want to deal with things that are going on in their life. And so they're just like, Oh, I, I'm just going to put it on the back burner and I'm just going to go out every single weekend and not handle my, my crap. And then three months later things are way worse than they were and they're like freaking out and they're like uh what do i do it's like yeah you haven't been dealing with this you've been sweeping it under the rug and now you're really hurting to reach that fulfillment I, yeah i think a lot of people just go to avoid things when things get tough there are definitely avoiders and then there's people who attack things head on i yeah. think i think for me one of the main reasons why the yellow concept is hard because I want to be able to because I only have one life I want to be able to do as much as I can and to be able to see everything that I can and be able to push myself out of, outside of the boundaries that I do have a little bit of of empathy towards someone who who does a, a yellow event that causes problems for them personally because I, I do get the idea of with one life, like, why not get everything that you possibly can? That's why, for me, I'm always trying to work hard towards things because I don't want to stay, um, I don't want to stay, like, stagnant. I want to keep progressing right. myself because I want to be the best possible version of myself that I can be. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that, that word, the stagnant thing, is really at the core of what I'm getting at. Is like, if if all you do is for your YOLO thing is, is party every weekend and you're, you're through that party and you're not thinking about who you want to be or what you want to do. You're just mindlessly going out and getting drunk and coming back home. 
and waking up three hours later, you know, you're going to remain stagnant. You're not going to grow. You're not going to do things like a yo what I think maybe the intention of the concept of YOLO has is something like you and I talk, like you and I talked about taking a trip out to California and just doing a bunch of auditions. You and I aren't actors. <laughs> like that's not our career, but it's like, why the hell not? Let's just exactly. do it. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Cause I, right. I, I think that is a good example of why not just see where we can take our lives. Maybe, maybe because we haven't tried it yet. We don't, we don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how I feel. It's just like, um, you know, would I complain if I got a huge Hollywood role? I mean, I probably would. So, no, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> and be a millionaire? That's fine. <laughs> That'd be sweet, actually. Maybe we should just do this. <laughs> It'd be pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, that, that's what I think that whole YOLO concept where maybe it gets misinterpreted or something. I just. Um, I feel like the huge thing is what you said, the, the self-growth aspect. If, As long as you're trying to become the best version of yourself, and that kind of comes from knowing yourself and how, how to keep progressing that, um, doing things within that mindset rather than things that keep you de following that path... Um, you know, it, it is where where it really comes into. Um, I I, I kind of want to shift gears again here, um, unless you have anything else you want to talk about on the on the YOLO scale. No, I just I I I think where this podcast could turn into a movie. Like I think that's maybe the next progression of where where we're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what I figure. <laughs> Yeah, so if anyone wants uh, our resumes and our, some headshots, email us at emgpod. <laughs> Actually, to tell you, I, I, I got headshots, but then the person never got back to me on editing the photos. So I've just been waiting in limbo. Get so I I have I have the unedited versions, and I've been like, hey, can you can you edit these? That was like part of the the the, the program, and then they just didn't do it. Well, didn't you tell me that they were kind of pissed at you because you broke the camera? <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Got him. Hey. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, that's that didn't happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I mean, we've been kind of talking about our personal kind of views on this idea of living life to the fullest and um the YOLO movement and whatnot, but I kind of I would like for us to try as best we can to take a perspective that might be outside of our own like personal goals and aspirations um like do you think people are required to stretch out of their comfort zone in order to live life to the fullest or like is it possible that someone could really obtain fulfillment from like something as simple as like being born and raised in a city you know never leaving that city um like doing a different version of what their mother and father did before them and then ultimately just staying comfortable for their whole life they can just be fulfilled in that do you think that's a possibility so the yes for me there's a lot of layers to this question because when i think about can someone just stay put their whole life and be fulfilled my answer is why not what what is the real reason that they can't and i think more about it and i think about how there was a time in the the lives of humans where there wasn't technology, there wasn't really much ability to travel, there wasn't, there wasn't really much at all. And back then, what was, what was fulfillment? Fulfillment was, did you make it through the day, but did you, did you get food? And I know it's a really, like really, really unraveling it all, but sort of my thinking is, every human conceptualizes the world differently. Like We all have a, a totally different perspective on the things around us. And I don't think I'm one to judge if someone thinks that they're living a fulfilled life by staying in their same hometown, never leaving, to me, they they don't have enough understanding of the world around them to to fully develop things. However, not everyone's as a curious as curious of a person as I am. So to them, that could be fulfillment. Maybe fulfillment to them is reading a book every day. Like if they they just read a book every day and they get information that is more valuable to them than they would if they traveled somewhere or if they tried to explore a different avenue than their predecessors had. 
so to me, everyone has their own ability to find fulfillment, and I don't know that I can take that away from anyone. How, how do you feel? Well, I just kind of want to unpack that. I, I, this definitely does have a lot of layers. It's just interesting because so much of what you and I believe living life to the fullest is kind of breaking outside of your comfort zone. So it's a kind of interesting perspective to hear you say that, like for maybe some people, they just never have to do that. I guess I wonder if actually it is possible for them to even know if they never explore that possibility. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like if they don't ever explore outside of their comfort zone, is it is it truly true fulfillment but then i understand what you're saying where it's like this kind of they're ignorant of the outside world anyways not well ignorance a harsh word but like they just they don't know anything else so all they've ever known is this so it fulfills them i mean that's kind of what you're getting at right yeah i mean if you were if you were born in a room with no with no wall uh windows or anything and you just that's all you knew was just this one room what would your fulfillment be so I think a lot of times fulfillment is, is literally it's what you do see around you. And sometimes being exposed to different things causes a lack of fulfillment because you feel like now you're missing out on someone else's fulfillment. That I really liked that concept. Because one thing I've battled with is within like my consciousness, con- consciousness, I can't freaking say that word. Um, I wonder if like all the things that I do know, maybe if I'm like over analyzing what fulfillment is in a sense, cause I've, I've seen different parts of the world and I've explored different things and whatnot, but to think about a person who is just born in one room and I mean, that's probably not a practical concept, but they could still find some fulfillment within just that small room. Like you can... If you don't know anything outside of that room, you can create that fulfillment. It's like maybe this is some sort of like evolution, evolutionary thing where we, we, we are the people that create the fulfillment within ourselves. It's not this like external thing, destination to grasp. It's really a total internal thing that we create ourselves based on our environment, where we explore, um, so maybe we were idiots for leaving our hometowns and we should have just stayed in one spot our whole <laughs> lives and just done the same thing. Well, that's that's the messed up part of it because I, I do find myself getting frustrated sometimes because I feel like I'll, I'll meet someone who will be so set in this one way and yeah. then as much as I want to fight and be frustrated and be like, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know, I also think... Well, yeah, they don't know, but that's also the reason why they don't understand my point of view on things. So maybe I should just be more open-minded that they aren't open-minded about it. Maybe that's bad on me sometimes. Gosh, that's... (laughs) This is so crazy. Um, There are so many layers to this. I guess, yeah... I guess the basic thing is like, who, who am I to decide what living life to the fullest is, you know, like the, the actual definition of it, because it, it, it can be and should be different for everybody that it should be specific to their goals. So if someone just, you know, it, you know, was born into a, a family that are farmers and they just live in the same spot and become farmers and whatnot. And they are happy with that and are fulfilled with that. Who am I to downplay their life choice or their journey? Um, right? Yeah, you mean you, you could be from a, a really rich family where you travel all over the world, but as a result, you're so comfortable that you never even work on your own personal development because to you, yeah. everything was always just handed to you. Like in the total opposite of what you just said there. Yeah. Well, and I think... I've told you to watch this movie a billion times. Um, I think it's called... uh, It's with Jared Leto. Uh, He, like, lives out different lives. And one of his lives, he gets everything that he thought he wanted. And 
spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the movie and well, i'm gonna give it, it to you because i've told you to watch this yeah. movie for months and you still haven't um in that timeline he kills himself because he got everything that he wanted and yet somehow still had yearning for things he literally got the woman he wanted he got the job he wanted he was rich he was he had all this stuff um it wasn't even just materialistic things like i mean like your vocation your career that can be a very internal thing like it that can be a fulfilling thing because that's what you spend so much time on he had all that stuff but then you know and i know this is just a movie but um in that timeline he killed himself because he was like how the heck am i still unhappy (laughs) because i've got everything i want so maybe within this whole live life to the fullest thing i wonder if the concept of happiness is it's elusive it's not if oh if you just fulfill all of your dreams and aspirations you're not just going to automatically be happy and so managing that expectation like you're still a person you're still going to be flawed you're still going to have different things um that you know um bother you or you're not you know perfect in um but but maybe within that it's kind of searching for even the little things that make you happy or um exploring within even the simplest of things what fulfill you and continuing down that path unraveling that path or maybe even that's more more complicated than it needs to be i don't know it's just uh it's kind of weird to think about i don't know well let me ask you do you think people are required to stretch outside of their comfort zone in order to live life to the fullest i mean i do but that's why i was so thrown off by your response (laughs) because it was like you know if johnny appleseed just grows up a farmer and he feels fulfilled with being a farmer who am i to say uh you don't actually know if you're fulfilled because you haven't gone outside of this area i mean i th- i think if i you know i don't have the authority to to make the definition but i think if i were to to say hey this is what i truly feel the idea of living life to the fullest is i feel like you have to do exploration outside of your comfort zone um because otherwise you're only going to know one thing and the i don't think the concept of not knowing whether other things are going to fulfill you it allows you to actually be fulfilled it's it that that feels like more ignorance to me and it's just it's kind of like just like taking everything at surface level and never exploring deeper into it to what it could actually mean like I'm trying to I'm trying to formulate how I want to say this because it's especially because ignorance is such a a harsh word like I I don't think people that want to be farmers are ignorant if, if that's the way they grew up and stuff I'm just I'm posing the question of if you never explore like other things that um you know fit with you who you are as a person how do you truly know that farming is all it takes you know to be fulfilled so what would your be your advice then to someone who was looking for fulfillment i would be i would say to push yourself to go outside of your comfort zone to explore those things and i think it is scary because that brings a concept of oh well if i go explore these things i'm going to open the floodgates to all these things that could have been in my life all along and i haven't explored and now i got to go try all these things but that's where the journey of life like that's where i think it's in you encourage people to be independent in like their you know young adult ages like to go out and do stuff don't just live in the same spot in the same bubble with all the same people that think the exact same way as you and then just 
stay there forever and never explore outside of it. I would say, you know, go away to college, you know, go to a different state, you know, go to a different country, like see a different culture and then see how you instinctually react to that. Then if, if you go do those things and you're like, ah, that wasn't for me, you can go back home and be like, yeah, you know what I realized? Home was always what was going to fulfill me. This place that I grew up in, it was perfect for me, for who I am. But if you don't try, if you don't, if you don't ever leave, what I'm saying is, how do you truly know that it is? And go ahead. Go ahead. You're well, I, I was just going to say that 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 is exactly my feeling on me going to Tennessee because I felt like. I had a lot of friends before, like when I was in Ohio growing up, I had a lot of friends. I felt like I, I, I knew who I was. I felt confident in that. And then I'd go and move down to Tennessee and it was like my world was just totally flipped upside down. And it was crazy because it's just 500 miles directly south basically of yeah. where I grew up. And it was so different that I showed up and... I mean, I had I had uh, diamond stud earrings, and I had a friend, one of my best friends there. Two months into knowing him, he he looks at me one day and he was like, "Why do you wear earrings?" And it's obviously a weird question to answer, anyways, because I don't know stylistically, I just like them. And and he's like, "Well, I just I didn't know that guys wore earrings until you." <laughs> and when I heard that, I was just I was mind blown, and it it made me realize, yeah, things are a lot different. You don't even have to go that far away. And after I spent three years in Tennessee going to school, sure, I, I sure gathered a lot of perspectives on things. I certainly didn't feel as cool or as um, in, in touch with how people were when I was there. However, when I, when I left, I felt like I had gathered a whole bunch of new perspectives and I realized yeah. that I'm not cut out for the South. It's just not the right culture yeah. for me. But I think within that, you also figured out that maybe you still needed to keep exploring because the home life that you grew up in or something wasn't exactly cutting it for you, especially because you got all these new perspectives in Tennessee. Yeah, it was like now now I wanted to just see what else was out there. I wanted to keep I mean, I do think there is a point of doing it. I mean, you're, there's grass isn't always greener on the other side. That's that's one thing that I I realized through it all. But but answering the mystery of, I wonder what that would be like. I do think there is some merit in doing that. Yeah. And that's, that's, I guess, if I were to say, you know, what does it mean to live life to the fullest? That's where I'm saying you have to explore those avenues. You can't just sit back and say, well, I'm fulfilled in, in, uh, you know, working for my dad's job because that's what he did. And then he gave that to me and I never went anywhere else. So why do I need to? Well, it's just like, well, I guess technically you don't need to, but how do you truly know? And that was my thought process when I dropped out of school to pursue music. Now, along the way, I found out that in terms of the business side, like I hate social media. We talked about that the first episode. <laughs> and like, if you want to be a successful <laughs> like musician or any sort of artist, you have to be in touch with people on social media. It's, it's, it's a necessity. You have to do it. Plus you also have to display a certain image of the artist that you're portraying for an audience. And that even, even though the artist that I was, was a version of me, it wasn't all of me. So I didn't like trying to keep up that image. It felt unnatural. And even though I was trying to be authentic at times, it felt fake. So I was like, okay, well, I still love music, but I don't like doing all these other things that you need to do to make your music successful, like popular and make money off of it. And so, yeah, I got my degree um, two or four years. I, I don't remember the um, chronologically how it would have worked. Two or four years after everyone else that I went to high school with got it. But I explored this journey of hey i'm i think i'm pretty good at music i really enjoy it i'm gonna see where this can take me that way when i'm on my deathbed i don't have to say hey i never tried you know and that's what i i would fear for the for other people who who don't ever explore things because you 
even if you don't get to your deathbed, like even if you get to your 40s, when you're in your 40s and you've already set your life, how do you really go back and try to try other things? I had a buddy the other day who was telling me his dad, who is in his 50s, you know, has just kind of realized how unhappy he is at his job. His job pays him well. His job has, you know, provided for him in some ways, but uh, he never really, he just kind of started working there and it got the job done for some other things. And so he just never branched out, never tried any other things. And now he's looking back on it and like, well, I can't really go anywhere else now. I'm in my fifties. I don't have a degree, you know, like, dang it, what do I do? And that's what, that's a scary thing. That, that, that's more scary to me than, oh, than exploring things and opening the floodgates to see what comes through. Yeah. That goes back to when I had said, you know, for my fulfillment, I don't want to look back on the end of my life and, and look back on regret that I didn't do the things that felt like there were things I wanted to pursue. I want to pursue the things that I think will give me fulfillment and learn from there. Because I, I don't want to be that 50-something-year-old person who realizes, oh, I don't, I don't like my job. I just, I, I've been on autopilot. I don't want to feel like I'm on autopilot. I felt like for the first 15 years of my life, I was basically on autopilot, just going through the motions until I realized, oh, wait a second. I'm, uh, I'm going to graduate from high school in a few years. I can do whatever I want. Like, as soon as yeah. that happens, like, I can just do whatever I want. So I better start figuring out who I am and what I want to do. So I just stopped caring about those things. And I think that's just a much healthier way to live your life is actually realize you have the ability to make your own decisions. You can decide today, I don't want to work here anymore. I'm done. Now, there could be consequences if you do that, but you have the ability to do that. And if you think you're going to get fulfillment in other ways, go do it. Who cares what anyone else tells you to do? Absolutely. Preach, brother. Man, I'll pre- <laughs> I'm, I'm always here to preach. That's, <laughs> this is my one time I can preach. <laughs> and people can't talk back to me. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Suckers. <laughs> this is our podcast. <laughs> oh, man, no. Yeah, I, I like this discussion just because... I mean, that, the whole thing of, like, you don't want to look back on regrets, especially... Oh, the regret that you didn't try you know that that's that's the big thing that you didn't even give an effort to see if something would lead you down a certain path because if you if you try and fail like you can still walk away saying you gave it your all that's the one thing to to turn it into like relationships people always are like well i don't think that he likes me or i don't think she likes me and i'm just like well you not asking them like out or something is the same thing as them saying no because you're still not going out with them like maybe maybe it hurts a little more if they say no to you because you got rejected but you got a chance of them to say yes if you do it so why don't you try it exactly i mean that stuff's easier said than done in sixth grade because if you ask someone out in sixth grade and they say no it's pretty scarring it'll ruin at least the next three years of your life so i definitely yeah but at least then they can fill out the note you can give them the yes no maybe and they just circle it it doesn't feel as as harsh well i could never figure out what happened when uh, i did that once and she just took the note and i just never got a bag Dude, she's still. What does that mean? She's still holding on to you. Man. I think she's still thinking about it. I'm just expecting to get to get it. It's gonna be mailed to me one day when I'm married with like a few kids, and I'm like, what, what is this? No, what is this? No, that just says no. Uh, It'd be even man. worse if she says yes. <laughs> be worse if it says yes. You, You're like, oh, you she could have been the one. Uh, sorry, honey, but we're gonna have to get a divorce. <laughs> this girl out of yes. sixth grade just said yes to me. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great or that I guess it could still happen what am I talking about could happen yeah, there's potential there see you went on a limb and you still got potential oh my gosh I have an embarrassing story <laughs> in fifth grade we had I don't know how I remember this but there was one school dance and it was in the spring but everybody in the school in fifth grade asked everybody to the dance when they had a crush on them even if it was like the beginning of the school year 
So it would be like my friend Josh would ask Allison to the school dance in Sept. The the dance was in April, but he'd ask her to it in September. And then all this time would go by, and then like a month in, they'd be like, all right, we don't like each other anymore, so we're not going to go to the dance. But I had a situation where a girl sent me a note asking me if I wanted to go to the dance with her. I got the note, I looked up at her, and I winked. And she she was freaking head over heels for me ever since. Oh, I was so sly. You winked. Man, I would have killed to have this girl wink at me. Well, what do you mean? I was the one who winked. Yeah. I don't Wait, mean... So you want me to wink at you? No, I'd, I'd rather you not. <laughs> <laughs> where are we going? This episode just took a weird turn. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it is anymore. Let's, uh... Let's get, let's get back on, uh... Let's get back on track here. So, let's, let's discuss some of those questions and comments, maybe? Or do you have anything else oh, to talk yeah. about? So we, last episode, we really asked all the millions of listeners to chime in with their thoughts and comments. Millions and millions of people got to hear that on the last podcast, and we got zero comments, zero questions, nothing about last week's episode, nothing about uh, episode one, uh, which was social media, and then nothing to go into this episode. So I'm pretty pissed, to be honest. Yeah, it was really a. Upset. It, it, it's just crazy. It's like millions of people, and every single one of them forgot. <laughs> the math was just millions not in our favor. And millions. Maybe we're just not math guys. Maybe like it isn't millions and millions of people. We just think it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. But I mean, to be serious, we we do really want to incorporate you guys into the podcast. If I mean, if if that's something that you guys want to do, so. I mean, I know that people are listening to it because people are talking to me about it. And I know that, you know, Stephen, you've talked to other people about it. But uh, we just want to, you know, we want to incorporate other people's thoughts and opinions. So email us. Um, if you need the email again, it's EMGpod. So everything must go. Um, EMGpod at gmail.com. And then you said you had a Twitter handle people could tweet you at right yeah feel free to tweet at me at Stephen russell b that's also my instagram handle as well yeah do it because that's that's a that's a segment if you will that we would like to incorporate you know having this time after we kind of kind of talk about our thoughts and ideas to to really break down what you guys think about you know this episode uh the next episode it doesn't matter you know what you want to talk about just uh send it through to us and we'll We'll discuss it, get you guys uh, kind of incorporated in here. So, yeah, because otherwise we're gonna have to make up questions or comments, and we know those won't be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about final thoughts? Anything you wanna really address on on this whole living life to the fullest topic? My final thought is, living life to your fullest is, is a different interpretation for everyone. I don't think that there's any right or wrong way to do it. I just think that if you're going to live by the YOLO philosophy, that you have to realize that you might hurt your chances at living the fulfilled life for yourself. So to be conscious of it, I think if you don't see eye to eye with someone else's way of being fulfilled, I think you should keep an open mind to it and realize that we all have different backgrounds. But for me personally, pushing myself outside of my comfort zones is something that I would encourage everyone to do because I do think that when you you have something in your mind that you just want you want questions answered you want to know what it would be like to just do it and if, even if it's hard the payoff is going to be worth it in the end because you're going to gather some new perspectives that will make you stronger and um have a more for me a more fulfilled life what about yeah. you no well said I, I mean you took the words right out of my mouth uh, that's you know i i might be a little more closed-minded or I'm just like I feel like yeah you probably have a different opinion than me than at, at like what fulfills you but I think the exploration of of things outside of your comfort zone is I would say a necessity for you to actually make that discovery so um yeah that's that's how I feel about it cool well next week we're going to be talking about millennials paying their dues we do greatly Appreciate you 
listening to us. Obviously, you can find us on the podcast app now on the uh, on all Apple products. So you can type in Everything Must Go Podcast. You'll find us there. Got a nice uh, yellow logo. Um, you can also find us on SoundCloud. And you can also find us YouTube. on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. So find me at Butch Boss. Type it in on YouTube. You should be able to find us that way as well. And I think that's about all we got for you today. Yeah. And again, please send your comments and questions to emgpod at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thanks.